Hello and welcome to Irish Ears at Disney Fancast. On the pod, we aim to be your Irish viewpoint on Disney news, with a heavy focus on our second home, Disneyland Paris. Megan is an Instagrammer and TikToker at Megan Loves Magic from Belfast. And Stuart is a Facebooker and Instagrammer at Disneyland Paris Tips for Irish from Dublin. I thought you were going to mix up Facebook with something else there. <laughs> Let's get straight in. Just getting the face and the book backwards, mix the F oh. and the B. Um, let's get straight into the news as we record this on Tuesday, <laughs> the 25th of July. Disneyland Paris, Avengers Campus, turns one on the 20th of July. Yeah, I was there. I was in the vicinity last year. Um, I was tending to my sick family, unfortunately. Um, I like booked a week of Davy Crockett's. I was taught oh. it was going to be like there as a, as like taking up residence, like going to start, start paying tax in France. And then the family got sick halfway through. Um, it was actually the 20th of July last year was the one night that our family picked to stay up till 11. You know, we like the yeah. summer fireworks are 11. So we kept our like 14 month old up until 11. And we decided that we just for that, we had to go for illuminations because... Uh. You know, if you're going to pick one night, show the kids the fireworks, they're like, you know, the Elsa fireworks and all that kind of stuff. That, that has to be those Celine ones. Dion, you know, yeah. Oh, lovely. Exactly. So I was in the Plaza Hub looking at Illuminations, look, uh, looking across. Actually, if I looked over Casey's Corner, I could see the drones above Avengers Campus. Um, That's so sad. But yeah, it's been a great year, I think. It's been a great addition to Disneyland Paris. Like, I love it. I think I think there's a few things they could do better, but you've been there recently. So what did your what was your first take on the campus? I really liked it. It's just a shame that I didn't get to see it in its sort of full swing because I only really had evenings. So by the time I was getting over to Avengers Campus, all the characters were away and stuff. So I really just got to experience the rides and the shops. But I really really liked it. Uh, I can't wait to see it all out. I'll definitely be making that a priority next time I go. I was a bit disappointed in the lack of celebration for it turning one. I don't really feel like they really did anything to celebrate its first year. I think there was a few like trading cards handed out, but I didn't see anything, you know, really remarkable to be like, hey, we turned one today. Yeah, they released this um, Disneyland Paris cast member episodic thing on YouTube. Now, like for people who this is not their job, it's very well done. I think it's called Vibranium something. Uh, I should have researched this before the podcast. <laughs> but I know what so Vibranium Disneyland is, Paris. though. Yes, here we go. I've watched um, Black Panther. There we go. The So it's called Vibranium something, and in about 30 seconds, we'll have the full name of the of the thing. But so Disneyland Paris cast members have put together this like six-part episodic um, creation, I suppose. It's only about three or four minutes long per episode. And it's very professionally produced in the first episode, like no spoilers. It's not like Secret Invasion on Disney Plus, like $200 million <laughs> blockbuster. <laughs> but um, like, okay, so it's set in Disneyland Paris Avengers Campus and it's filmed, produced, directed, everything by the cast members. I don't know when they get time to do this. But um, in it, you see a cast member in Stark Factory and, you know, it's very kind of like whodunit. You know, you see a spider bot on the floor and there's a noise from behind behind uh, Peggy Carter's little office. And then the cast member turns around and then it cuts. And that's the first episode. You know, it's like just one scene, one or two scenes. So, um, yeah, it's cool. That's what they released um, to kind of celebrate the first, the first birthday. 
and they had the collectible cards. Um, I suppose we now have Mantis and we have the whole enhanced kind of Guardians of the Galaxy dance off. Um, but yeah, there wasn't really much else to celebrate it. I suppose they're not going to invite Bob Chapek back to give no. the face that he had last year. <laughs> no. Do you remember it the picture, nice. it the picture nice. they released? Remember the picture they released of Bob Chapek um, completely like what, like his eyes were as if he's on something or as if he was oh, just yeah. picturing his future or something. Um, but in fairness, they went all out for the for the opening last year. They had like Brie Larson. Yeah. They had um, oh, they had Pam Clementa from, from Guardians, Mantis. And yeah. um, the name escapes me, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Um, yeah. The name, the name completely escapes me of the actress. I'm very sorry if she's listening. Um, but the, of course they have, sorry to completely tangent but they have a new movie coming out um the marvels in a few weeks you have captain in marvel miss marvel in the cinema yeah captain marvel miss marvel it could be actually november october november ish and you have photon from one division i know you're not all in on marvel but it's very exciting i'm all and in on carol there we go princess carol queen carol queen carol <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i think it's been great like obviously you have web slingers slash web adventure which is like you know a blockbuster ride for studios in general i mm-hmm. think it's taken a lot of people and it's always a 60 minute queue yeah and then that leads out into the kind of campus courtyard which has the quinjet and the ai with the irish accent friday beautiful again <laughs> and stark factory is lovely pizza when when they bother making the um the dough fresh as Disney Paris, Andy would say. Uh, and then you have Pim Kitchen, which is lovely as well. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a watered down version of downtown. I picture it as. Okay. There's very little theming going on. They could do a lot more theming and they could even, now I know Disneyland Paris, the guests, we just can't help ourselves. My idea for Pim Kitchen would be if you had Ant-Man or the Wasp, just kind of casually walking through on their way to their meet and greet at the top of the yeah. street. That would be, you know, if this was Tokyo and we behaved mm-hmm. ourselves, that's what we could get. <laughs> they but, should um, have a photo pass opportunity as you walk in with a character, like the way they do in America, like on the way into character dining, you get one photo pass picture with one character from that universe. Heaven, heaven no. forbid. They could, yeah. I could charge extra for that too. Like they, we know they love to charge a bit extra whenever they can. There's a Natasha, perfect example. Natasha, are you listening? <laughs> Natasha, I know first, you listen every week. <laughs> that's our first call out to Natasha. And then you also have uh, Fly Force, which was recently um, updated and upgraded to add in yep. a few more kind of laser bits and video enhancements on the ride. I'm not sure it's making it what still making it what it could be. But I mean, it's it's some sort of improvement. Um, I, I just had love Twitter... that ride. You do, yeah. You're mad for the coaches, now, aren't you? Oh yeah, I I don't really go on much else when I go to Disneyland Paris. It's mostly just like the big coasters. So, flight uh, flight force is a big hit with me. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing all the new like, effects, even if they are underwhelming. Everyone told me I'd be underwhelmed with flight force itself, and I loved it. So I'm reserving judgment on. The it's new quite quick, isn't it? The ride. It. Like it's yeah. 60 seconds and boom, boom, you know, that's it. It's a quick boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, the, the episodes, the series on YouTube is called Vibranium Crisis. 
and it's going to be okay. out every Wednesday. So, so check it out. Yeah, it's a bit of fun. It's a fun thing. It's a fun thing, you know. Um, um, what else do we have on Avengers Campus? We have the Hero Training Center, which is basically the blueprint for how character meet and greets should happen in 2023. <laughs> for those of the, un- of the uninitiated, you a few days before you arrive at Disneyland Paris, you make sure your tickets are linked. You make sure your hotel stay, if you're staying in a Disney hotel, is linked. Mm-hmm. And then when you rock up to studios or Disneyland Park, you can open your app at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and about half five as well. These times can change. But um, you'll be invited if you just hover over, kind of go down to a Hero Training Center in Avengers Campus on the map. You can click in and you can join a virtual queue to meet um you either pick like definitely going to meet spider-man or i think you can definitely meet uh, captain marvel carol of course or you can pick or you can pick a random uh character and it's fantastic like i've so far i've met like over the year obviously spider-man obviously captain marvel i've met thor recently and shuri and um oh who else have i met like i keep on getting carol so (laughs) i wouldn't Um, complain about that no She's delightful. Carol. She is. Thor was absolute great crack. They have an unbelievable Thor going on at the moment in uh, Disneyland Paris. And he has accent absolutely nailed. And it's fantastic. Like I'm full of Thor quotes from the movies and things. So we just mm-hmm. had a grand old time just bantering back and forth. I love that. The little snack um, things, I suppose, could be a little bit better or could be a bit, I don't know, like everyone's pining for shawarma because that's from the avengers movies i had shawarma in the in the california one it was lovely it was actually nice i go. didn't realize i didn't yeah. realize it had a connection to the movies i just thought there was like a nice wee shawarma place, but i didn't know now i know they're connected yeah, after the Even first more. after the first avengers movie in 2012 there's like a post credit scene and um they just all hanging out in their suits whatever and they go oh, we'll go get shawarma yeah um so they go to a shawarma shop i think it's the first thing when iron man is kind of knocked out he goes back to earth after saving the planet obviously um he goes he's knocked out and the hulk shouts at him and he says we got some shawarma when he wakes up so that's all the banter but yeah so like the reference makes sense there you go and if like i think they have some crazy noodle dishes going on around the corner in some from a truck they have the super diner which is awfully underwhelming for with a reuben sandwiches yeah bit lazy yeah they also have a hot dog truck across the road from super diner so most people just get the hot dogs and then sit in the outdoor seats for super diner <laughs> um, life hack that's it they also have this thing um you did you see you've seen the i know you're not you haven't seen quantum mania probably but no in quantum mania um scott lang's daughter cassie um is one of the main characters and in the previous movies like she's big but she's a kid in the movie and now she's like you know, fast forward she's probably about like 18 20 whatever in the latest movie but in it um she's called cassie and in avengers campus paris they have this lovely little tie-in where they have an ice cream little um i call it a little truck but it's it's just a little wheelbarrow kind of it's an ice cream wheelbarrow it, and it's done in the in the design of a like a building think of like a 10-story building that's mostly a square and it's the it's the pin building from the movies, but it's shrunk down, and they call it Cassie's ice cream because it's like right. as if she pointed the 
the pin particles at the building and shrunk it down to be an ice cream truck. I love that stuff. You know, someone's thinking, someone's thinking, and there's so much like you've been to the campus in California. There's so much stuff they could do more. Yeah. Uh, both is... both versions could do more, I think, but definitely think that they could bring the sort of Instagram opportunities from California mm. over to Paris. That would be so much fun. Yeah, but, Doctor Strange, sure. Sanctum Sanctorum and stuff like that. And yeah, did they, did they still have a, um, they had a bit of a Black Panther memorial. Was yes, that, that was there. there. It was there yeah. when I was there, but I don't know if it's still there or not. I'll I'll look. I'll report back because I will understand a lot more of Avengers Campus in California now that I've watched there a few go. more movies. So I will report back. I think they have a cart as well called Flavors of Wakanda in Ooh. California, and it's all like African stuff. That's nice. Oh, I, that sounds like a bit of me. I'll try that. Imagine if the lads from Hakuna Matata just got like <laughs> sent their food over to. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sentence that's a go. sentence in itself imagine if the lads from hakuna matata dot, Natasha? Dot, dot, that's the sentence <laughs> Natasha. they've had to roll back recently sorry on a complete tangent but they've had to roll back recently on being a bit too adventurous with the the menu in hakuna matata they had to put like chicken chips back on the menu of course they did for the, for the little johnny's and mary's because um, there's nowhere else you can get them no, and I'd say I haven't seen what they look like, but I'd say they're like southern fried or, or like spiced. So I doubt little Johnny's and Mary's are going to eat them anyway. They were spiced before, I think, lightly yeah. spiced anyway. Like Yeah, for sure. Fuck. What uh, can we do? Don't start me. Don't start me on the chicken nugget debate. We'll be here well, all night. Uh, something, yeah, speaking of here all night, um, Sequoia Lodge is getting or like teasing a little refurb. Um, there's a lot of people who are very mixed about this. The pictures have been leaked, so we'll just kind of describe it. Um, they've taken a corner of one corridor of Sequoia Lodge and they've kind of modernized the outdoors. Now, they have a few rooms done up as well, which they, we haven't seen into fully, mm-hmm. um, but the corridor has been done. Um, it's very modern. It's very kind of, I would say, like, I'm gonna be gonna be kind here and say like a flooring showroom. Like you know, we go into a, f- in, you're gonna get like new floors in your apartment or whatever, and a laminate flooring or whatever, and they have these like lights and really dull woods. It's like that. Um, yeah. But people don't know whether they're gonna go fully National Geographic, or are they going uh, Brother Bear? <laughs> because oh, Brother Bear. But they can't do a whole hotel with Brother Bear. I just, I don't know. I It's my favorite Disney hotel. So I am quite precious about the Sequoia Lodge. I do think it really does need a do-over because I stayed there like less than a year ago and the plug socket situation is ridiculous. That's like a top tip. I always tell anyone staying in Sequoia Lodge, bring an extension cable because there is literally one, two, if you're lucky, um, charging ports in, the, well, in every room. Megan, so you've been on your holidays and I'll let you know. That's Sequoia Lodge have gone to Dixon's or Curry's and they've bought a little block, a little USB block for every room. In every room. <laughs> and it now has like, there's a plug, there's a USB A, USB C, whatever, just underneath the TV. And like, I obviously haven't checked every room, but it's my impression that they've, they've bought in bulk. They've gone to AliExpress or whatever, and they've bought in bulk for for every room so the plug situation should be fixed it is incredibly dated though like that like like most stuff in disneyland paris it hasn't been touched since 92 
And I like, think for they should of- just like like clean it up a bit, like t- like brighten it maybe a little bit. I don't really like the way that I don't like the concept that they've done. I think it's too. It takes away from the kind of like wilderness lodge kind of style of it. It definitely did need a bit of like a lick of paint and a bit of TLC, but I just hope they don't go down the. The, the the kind of way that a lot of the Walt Disney World hotels have gone down now, where it's all got a bit clinical and a bit generic yeah. and, a, and not so Disney themed. I would like hate for lobby, that to, to go. The lobby and the whole kind of common area in the hotel is incredibly warm feeling, you know, the, the mm-hmm. bar and everything. So if they go with this, um, I mean, the pictures that DLP Report put up, they did put a disclaimer saying that the pictures look a bit colder than, than you, they would to your eye. Yeah. So hopefully that's a saving grace. I, I, it'd be interesting to see if they're going to close the whole hotel because they've obviously learned, or maybe hopefully they've learned a lesson from closing their, their absolute cash cow at the mm. gates. That, I mean, Sequoia Lodge can be done in lodges. It can. Uh, like, they so, can definitely do, like, a couple, maybe, like, shut the lodges all at once and then maybe shut the main building like do it in two parts maybe I, just i said the same just... about the disneyland hotel though because obviously there's two wings mm. and they could have done something like imagine like i think the grand floridian at the moment in florida is getting a refurb and if you told anyone in the grand floridian that they were closing the hotel it's basically florida's version of disneyland hotel mm-hmm. and if you told they were closing for three years they'd just laugh at you i mean they're yeah. building they're building what's basically in Disney terms a skyscraper beside the Polynesian, beside the Grand Floridian. And it's going to be like 15 stories, the tallest building in Florida. And they're just doing it when everything else is open and without any regard for, you know, people not getting the full view out of their very expensive rooms in the Grand Floridian. So, sure, why would you? Learn some lessons. Why would as you? expected, as expected, and Thank the Lord baby Jesus. Princess Week is back at the end of yep. August. Um, <laughs> now, I, t- I, say, I say thank the Lord baby Jesus because I booked a trip for that week many, many months ago mm-hmm. <laughs> with um, a lot of young girls. Not, that sounds very bad, but my daughter... <laughs> rephrase niece, that one, rephrase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I have, uh, parental, I have parental ownership of them, don't worry. Um, it's my daughter and my niece and my sister. And... Um, it was so it's like you know princess heavy holiday and i was like right well like what better week to go than princess week and of course disneyland paris never announces this stuff until like four weeks before so you can't really plan so yeah. i just picked the week it was for the last two years and i was like right bet the house on that week and here we go we've got yeah, it we've so got it. we're expecting like a lovely little cavalcade the banger of a tune starting now yeah um probably disappointing snacks and <laughs> desserts. Underwhelming snacks. Yeah. Um, hopefully some pop-up princess meet and greets that might not be as long to queue for as the princess pavilion, fingers crossed. And some magic shots too. They seem to have be, be quite thin on the ground with magic shots at the moment. So it'd be great to get some more, maybe prince ones with the princesses or ones with like the princess sidekicks or something would be quite cute. Do you know There's definitely a lot nice, of... Um, Vanellope. If they had Vanellope, yeah. either like a, as a magic shot, do you know that would be that'd, be that'd be easy to do because like she's kind of like honorary princess after Wreck and Ralph. You know, yeah, she's in the room, she's in the room, and she's like glitching into your picture. Yeah, <laughs> that would be so cute. 
that would be hilarious. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like it's it's just it's nice, you know. It's it's a different week. We haven't had yeah. many like uh, I suppose additional themes during the 30th anniversary. Um, and on that point, like no, still nobody knows we're gonna get the 30th anniversary. Okay, so we have the annual pass party on the 29th of September. And then the whole season ends on the 30th of September. Halloween starts on the 1st of October. Halloween ends about the 5th of November, I think. Mm-hmm. When you get that awkward phrase where you still have like um, singing Viva la Vie on like up to the 5th of November. Yeah. And everyone's like, okay, weird. And then Christmas starts 11th of November. Yeah. And then ends i think 7th or 8th of january 27th i think yeah and then we don't know anything why why would we know anything it's like why would they tell us more than like a week in advance what the theming's gonna be (laughs) like i'm screaming at the travel agents and travel companies that i work with to because obviously i don't have any direct contact to disney (laughs) so i have to scream at companies who have direct contact to disney to scream at Disney um, and ask people why the hell they should book for Q1 and Q2 next year. No one, like people who are looking out to book holidays are, you know, everyone books like kind of six to 12 months out. That's the general family holiday. Like you got to pay it off over a few months or whatever. So it's six to 12 months and no one knows what's happening next year. I mean, it's hard to sell the whole quarter on Paddy's Day. That's what I'm, that's what I'm currently doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you never know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I would rather, I don't know, I'd rather nothing than the Frozen 2 debacle again. But you never know. They might pull that one out of the bag. <laughs> well, they have the float you never do know. sitting in the back there. I mean, but that float, we should see it for um, the Princess Parade during Princess Week. Yeah, So definitely. If it has, if it's looking well during the Princess Week, I'd say they're going to bring it out again in January. Because they didn't really get to do. In 2020, they had the Frozen season. Mm-hmm. Uh, covering, I think January to March, yeah, and then, and then from March to May it was Star Wars shutdown, shutdown. Maybe, well, Star yeah, Wars. it was. It was meant. It was meant to be March to May was Star Wars, and then I think bridging the two seasons was a bit of a Marvel season as well in the middle. Mm-hmm. And because I was very excited, I had several trips booked for that first six months of twenty twenty, and then Bill Gates got involved, obviously. <laughs> Um, so yeah, who knows? Let's see. Um, sure. Listen, as long as they keep on drip feeding information to us, we can keep getting podcast episodes out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Keep it coming, Natasha. Yeah. Don't, don't give us all at one time because then we'll just saturate the market with information. Exactly. San Francisco in California. Hit me. What's the news? Yeah, that's exciting. That looks to be getting close to completion. It's due to fully be open in the end of august but they've already kind of started opening little bits of it they've kept a lot of the restaurants the same uh, as when it was pacific wharf which i'm really happy about because the restaurants there and pacific wharf are just insanely good i didn't want to see any of them go so they've started reopening the restaurants and there's a couple of new big hero six themed snacks and things coming in that you can go and eat now and by the end of august we're going to have hero and baymax meeting guests and I'm so excited about it because I've never met either of them so that that's the height of it I think there seem to be kind of like gradual opening that land rather than doing like a big opening day just when things are ready they're getting opened but it'll all be done by the end of August so that's exciting that's really all I have to say on 
Well, like it's so Thank perfect. Thank you, Sexland. It just makes sense so much that like, obviously being a California park that they get South and Tokyo, like Disneyland Paris doesn't do anything for Big Hero 6. We get that creepy Nothing. looking hero. Remember that creepy looking hero? The, yeah, oh the my face God. Of, the face of nightmares. Yeah, the yes. face of nightmares. And we've got one um, Baymax like statue in the Gardens of Wonder that's probably going to be gone from the 30th of September. So there's really no Big Hero 6 representation in Paris at all. So maybe we should segue into our main topic for this episode which no one will be surprised to hear it is the new disneyland passes at disneyland paris that they dropped on me as i was on my way to the airport going to lanzarote all this new information about passes my phone exploded my phone exploded for a solid week um like where do you even start with these where do you even start i've had a lot of time to reflect on this (laughs) i think yeah yeah, big time. I think you have to come, everyone's coming at this from a different angle, okay? So you have a lot of people who, if you have had a pass for 10 years, you are being just thrown in the bin, basically. Mm. They don't care about you. Um, and you've gotten used to what was like way too cheap, really. I mean, if you look at this from a, just a clear, like a very clear bulk buy of day tickets they are way too cheap they were way too cheap like people like are visiting the parks like if you're a local say say like say if i had my current life and i was living close not even close but like 20 minutes 30 minutes on the train into part in disneyland paris i would be there once twice a week for sure yeah just popping in at night time whatever just 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 like shoot the breeze whatever so if you take a hundred euro per per ticket, you could mm. easily visit a hundred times a year. Yeah. Like, and then on average, I'd say each annual pass holder probably visits. I'm thinking that 80% of pass holders are French. So I would pick a number out of my absolute beep and say <laughs> 20, say 20, 20 visits per year. I think that's very reasonable because a lot of people visit a lot more and a lot of people visit a lot less. So if you've 20, and you've got a hundred euro per ticket. That's two thousand euro just for your tickets. Yeah. So, if you completely devil's advocate here, if you just think of it as a bulk buy of day tickets, it's still a good value. Mm. Like, I'm going to be buying the gold pass. I don't want to. I don't want to support the the kind of what they've done to annual pass holders. But what about what else do I do? Do I buy t- like? Otherwise, I'm going to be just buying day tickets and spending a hundred euro per day. I think if you're doing it like you're doing it the way you do your trips you do them like more frequently but for less time so I think it probably does make more sense for you to have one whereas for someone like me who tends to go a handful of times a year but does longer trips yeah the the way I've been kind of doing the maths on it because things like extra magic time and stuff are important to me I would soak up the cost and stay on site just to get that I think yeah. it just depends what way you do your trips. Like for me, it's definitely, I was going to get an annual pass. And um, if you've seen my TikToks, I did a nice little rant on there, but I was planning to get an annual pass um, early next year. And I've decided not to now, just because after doing the maths, I think based on the kind of trips that I do, I am finding that packages are going to be better value for me for what I want out of them. Uh, but I, I totally get it for people who are like 
local like yourself like um like i know we talk <laughs> like, about our 20 we talk about our 24 7 andy local like um, myself well or um, like no the ego regularly whereas and like, yeah, yeah. like andy i totally see where this has been like this is not ideal and i think that the blow could have been softened by disneyland paris had they took away the three-day limit i think that's the one thing that everyone really wanted gone and they've kept it and got rid of everything else yeah like the, again devil's advocate here the three-day limit so they've they've now all your passes are now mixed in with the full capacity of the park so you're never going to have a situation where the park is not sold out but annual pass reservations are mm. so that's that's a big thing because just having an annual pass for the last few years um well, since covid like you know that's been the big thing is the park has not been full and you've been stressing out like literally i was refreshing some days like the morning of go, like, walking into the park it's like yeah. half nine and ten and suddenly you know uh, a reservation pops up and, and you can gain entrance then like otherwise yeah. you're standing at the front of the park and it's not full and you're not allowed in so that's just just for people listening that's only for the new passes by the way if you have like an affinity or a magic plus or a discovery or a magic flex and you're waiting until your pass expires like up until uh, up until june 24 really yeah um you are on the old um capacity plan where i don't know they just pick a number again out of their beep and they just say right no more than 1000 annual pass holders in today and that's it once that is full even if the park is not full you're not allowed in so they're trying to I get people to it, upgrade it is or like well, good. upgrade <laughs> It is good years. that they've mixed everybody in together now, but also at the same time, it's still a risk then for people who are going over for longer than three days trips. Like the risk is still there potentially if you go at a busy time that you might well, not get your fourth busy day. times. Yeah, yeah. Like Easter, Easter. That's just out of my head here. Easter, Bastille Day, um, a few days in May because they have some French holidays in May as well. Christmas, um, Halloween. Christmas and Halloween. Those are really the times where you you have to save up your days to get a holiday booked in there yeah uh, but then again like pass holders always have the option of staying on site um room only during those times and getting in for sure you know which are strangely the, the room only situation is a bit confusing at the moment as well for that well they're taking it away uh, um discounts you know the discounts are gone you can still buy them uh, on Expedia or whatever, like ticket only or no tickets. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. You but that's what you're kind of like restricted to that now. Like you can't even though you don't get a discount anymore, they're making it very hard now for you to ring up Disneyland Paris and actually book room room only. It's oh for sure. Like let's just, let's just call a spade a spade here, right? Disneyland Paris don't want annual pass holders. <laughs> they just don't, <laughs> they want, just them. don't want and no. and the fact that they've wheeled out this new system. Um, it's just like kind of placating the yeah. like the masses really the what they call the ultra fans or whatever because but they've in fairness they've pissed off the older fans because a lot of people well judging by DLP reports poll it was like eighty five percent of people will not renew or will not upgrade to the new pass yeah. now obviously everyone hates Ryanair but everyone flies Ryanair so it could yeah. be that situation. Um, so we'll just have to see. I mean, there's no queue. It's hard to tell because there's a lot of reporting about the queues for the annual pass um, desks in Disneyland Paris. Yeah. And there's no queue. 
there's no, there's no one there ever all day. But that's the whole point that you can renew or you can buy these passes online completely. Yeah. They're full digital passes. So, I mean, that is my that is kind of my take on annual passes that if you're looking, it's a bad deal if you got used to the unbelievable value of the old passes. Like my old pass infinity, right, was 424 because I had the renewal discount. Mm-hmm. And for that, like I've in day passes, uh, privilege tickets, um, stroller rentals, luggage rentals, the infinity area, um, the infinity area for the parade as well as the fireworks. Like you would have to be charging me like 1500 euro to say to me, like, that's bad value. And it's, it's crap because that's way too much money for a lot of people. And in my situation where like I bring my family over, um, like I'd probably go, well, this year is crazy because I'm trying to go every month nearly. <laughs> but <laughs> if I'm taking like six, six trips a year for, for myself, right? Yeah. And then of those six trips, I'd say three of those trips are family trips. I yeah. now can't get privileged tickets. So those family trips are way more expensive. Yeah. Like way more, like they're, you're, you're reaching into my pocket here and taking out at least 200 euro per person for like a three day pass. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I then think that's the, stro- the stinger. The stroller rental too. The stroller rental is literally reaching into my pocket and taking 25 euro per day. So that, I think that's it. I don't even think that the issue is the price overall. Now that I've had time, I'll take your words. I had time to reflect on it. Um, I don't think that the, the, the pricing is everyone's main problem. I think the gripe is the price, the fact that the price has gone up, but all of those benefits that they're used to have been totally taken away so they're charging more and giving you so 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 much less and i read as well about wheelchairs you can't the wheelchair entry's gone as uh wheelchair hire oh, you gotta pay yeah yeah it's gone too i think that's terrible for like pass holders with disabilities who rely on that yeah and there's a great facebook group um disabled at disneyland paris they have obviously been campaigning like it's probably not going to change at this stage now but I mean, something that they could easily change because it's just a line on the website. Um, But a a lot of people who rely on uh, powered wheelchairs and things like that, or like Mm -hmm. rely on walking aids during the day, um, they love to have the, I don't don't say love to have, they they rely on the option of of picking up a wheelchair at at no cost because, you know, they shouldn't be penalized for their disability. Um, If they get halfway through the day and they get tired, or if their um, powered chair runs out of battery etc they have to now pay so i mean a little like heart would go a long way here they could easily say priority pass holders anyone with a priority pass or an easy access pass um gets free wheelchairs completely agree come on like and I think as well, a lot some of the, the other perks that have gone away, um, the biggest one for me was extra magic time, but I'm going to park that for a minute. Um, but ones like the annual pass entrance, uh, things, you know, something that's so, doesn't even cost them anything because it's I can guarantee blow. you, yeah. I guarantee you that annual pass entrance that they have taken away is just going to be used for general admittance now. So it's not like they're saving on cast member costs by not having someone manning that. They're going to make it general admittance. So th- it's literally just, a, a really like i don't want to swear on here it's a really <laughs> crappy move on their part yeah, we can use PC-13. Just, just, just to upset pass holders that's the way it seems anyway i just don't think there was any need to remove that benefit and 
I can understand if they're losing money due to like excessive annual pass holder benefits, but that is literally costing them nothing. It's not going to save them any money by taking it away. It's just being mean, I think. You see, they, they, I know how business works, obviously, a lot of people do, but the way my business head works is that what you can only, you can only, what's the, what's the phrase? You can only measure what you can like quantify or whatever that I'm talking about my bum here, but if like <laughs> they can't, like when you walk into the annual pass um, entrance for like that's gone now, but I, I use the annual pass entrance if there was no one at the other passes at the other gates, because yeah. I felt like this sounds completely naive and completely weird for a lot of people, right? But if you have a cast member there and they see someone who has an affinity or magic plus, whatever, it's almost as if, you know, you're coming home to Disneyland Paris and like hmm. the cast member there knows you have put down a lot of money to, to like, you know, basically invest in Disneyland Paris with your annual pass. And, you know, it makes you feel better walking into the park probably makes you spend a little bit better definitely makes you tell your friends that the place is a friendlier place and you know you go you know tells all your friends to go and spend money there yeah i just think they they're not able to quantify the intangibles of loyalty and happiness and kind of um that loyalty amongst the ultra fans like yeah. a lot of ultra fans have an instagram or whatever have a tiktok and they sell Disneyland Paris to thousands of people. For free as well, yes. for free. They're not, like, people who make the videos and stuff, like, we're not, like, myself included, not being paid by Disneyland Paris. The vlogs are there because we like to make them. And I'm sure you're the same. You get people messaging it all the time on Instagram and on TikTok being like, oh, I booked this restaurant because I saw you eating there, or I booked this hotel because I really liked your vlog. Or, you know, we get that all the time. And not saying like it's not me being like here, hurry up and pay me, but they are getting so much free marketing out of super fans, whether they consider themselves influencers or not. People who go frequently and post it online, they're getting so much free marketing there. And I feel like, you know, with if all the people that voted in that DLP report poll say that said they aren't going to renew, don't renew, they'll certainly see a difference in the social content that comes yeah. out that they don't have to pay for. And like, I don't think if people don't take it up, they won't care because they don't want people to have the passes. But mm -hmm. yeah, if they see if they see the needle moving downwards on the Google an Analytics and little things like that, you know, maybe I don't know if they're going to have affiliate link uh, stats with Disneyland Paris, like the official Disneyland Paris affiliate links that are not open to Ireland, by the way. <laughs> Natasha, um, Natasha, Natasha, Natasha. <laughs> um yeah so we'll just have to see how it plays out like it's a kick in the it's below the belt um but that's where i stand on it it's it kind of you have to whoever you're talking to on this whole disneyland paris i hate calling it disneyland pass because everyone knows disneyland is the california park correct disneyland paris is disneyland paris and they just called these passes disneyland pass so i don't know what they've who like 12 people sat around a board room and said Disneyland Pass, and then someone said, "Oh, but won't the people in California think you know?" And then someone said, "Nah, shut up." <laughs> like, what were they thinking? I don't know. It's like uh, calling it like, Walt Disney World Pass. <laughs> it's not Walt just, Disney. 
they're still annual passes. They're still pass annual. Like, do you know, that's you know what I mean. There's no, why, like, just changing the wording is not going to change what it is. But oh, it's, it's the extra magic time. I'm going to quickly just vent that one out now <laughs> because yeah. that's one of the that's like I was a magic plus holder for years there, and that was literally my name. My name is main reason for getting it is that we wanted to have the benefit of you know not spending a clean fortune by staying on site every time but still being able to have the early access to the parks i was really surprised to see that being taken away from the mid-tier passes like i know discovery and magic flex never had it but i was very very surprised to see that they've given it only to gold and not to silver and gold i would that that really surprised me and i was thought you know that's a bit I, it's, it's a bit grim as well because I just don't think extra magic time has ever been like oversaturated I don't think I've ever been to extra magic time and thought god this is absolutely haven so it's not like they had too many people in it's from extra magic it's time like the new thing is an absolute filter whereby like magic plus was an unbelievable good value um offering mm-hmm. really yeah. was like I had I had it before I had infinity and it was so good. You had like discounts to beat the band. You had magic time, privilege tickets. You know, you, you had everything that the Infinity Pass had. Just really, just different color card. <laughs> I um, loved mine. But now what they're doing is they're saying to you, "Oh, oh, you like magic time? Oh, well, open your wallet. Let's see how much you really like it." Because you could get three rides done and three like premier access rides, three rides that mm. shoot up to like sixty minute queues per day on an average yep. day and um, yep. you could get those done in in the first 60 minutes a day and you could also like i don't know meet winnie the pooh or like meet stitch and stitch yeah. is like an hour and a half queue so oh. you could you could get in there um so they're saying to you right show us how much it's worth to you and it, it's not like that's the problem is really isn't it like families couples groups friends whatever now you're multiplying the cost increase by two three four like yeah because it's not just one pass it's not just one yeah. person in most like my, situations like my six-year-old um i i genuinely thought like i was going to pick her up like something similar to magic plus um this year or next year because just doing the maths on how often she would be buying tickets and stuff and now i have mm. to do the maths versus like 370 and magic time i have to do the maths on 499 which is a silver pass and doesn't get magic time so that's a huge difference for for like a child um because you know they have ebbs and flows throughout the day and they need to like you know they just come so probably just finished having naps and like a few years ago so they just they don't can't you can't go from like even 9 30 a.m until 11 p.m with a six-year-old like that's just so, and like because you, you don't have privilege tickets anymore so if you went with your daughter and you were staying off site you just would you would have to skip extra magic time altogether because there's no way to get yeah. her in privilege tickets and if she doesn't have a gold annual pass you can't use it either so it's just and from going it's... it used to be like you think about it right say myself my daughter wants to go and we could okay i'm buying it by two passes instead of my infinity pass so i'm going to downgrade to magic plus that's that i think that was like 370 was the last price of magic plus so 370 is like 740 for two for two and now it's 700 each to get magic time so now it's 1400 (laughs) like like i know they're doing it's a business it's not a charity um it just feels like a massive grab at the moment but like if i have to think logically like an accountant and i have to say okay is my daughter gonna visit more than 
seven days next year at 100 quid per day. It might be worth the 700. And that's why Disneyland Paris know they have you. Yeah. They know they want to like, they want to get that. They want to get that X, Y axis on a graph where supply and demand gets a bit closer because the previous offering was just way too good. So in my heart is saying, you know, screw you guys. I'm going home. (laughs) (laughs) My head is saying that this makes financial sense for Disneyland Paris and still might make a lot of financial sense for a lot of guests. And yeah, I mean, would, would Disneyland Paris genuinely, if they knew there wasn't going to be like riots at the front door, would they double the price of park tickets and have, have obviously not double revenue because they wouldn't have as many people, but mm. would they, would they love to have half as many guests, half the queue times? You know, yeah. if, if you have people who are willing to pay double the price, are those people the same people who are going to pay more for merchandise, hotel rooms, are going to open their pockets to you know, is there a correlation between people who can pay more for tickets and don't bring sandwiches into the parks? Like this is all the cold, hard facts of a company that um, hasn't declared much profits in the last 50, whatever, 30 years. Um, but has sent plenty of money back to California. I was just about to say that it's all gone <laughs> to our bank, so they're not as poor as they're saying they are. Um, but I think it's, I guess it all just kind of comes back around to, I think everyone was expecting a price increase. Like, I don't think anybody was like kind of naive enough to say that these new passes weren't going to be more expensive. I just don't think that anyone expected the perks, the benefits to be hit anywhere near as hard as they have been. I I feel like that from, from my Instagram and stuff like I feel like that's kind of the consensus like everyone was kind of had accepted a price increase and I'd actually have expected to see a pass that was over a thousand euro like, I was, I was, expect- say that. I was like, expecting to see like a huge like a, a really big whipper duper pass with private events and all that there absolutely. based on questionnaires and stuff but like that never t- turned up either so oh they're, they have that in the pocket don't worry they have it in the pocket <laughs> like they went with uh, bronze silver gold for the olympics yeah. and once the olympics are done next summer like i think if you count 12 months probably from the time that they announced the disneyland pass <laughs> yeah. it's probably i don't even know maybe i look it up right now but is that the end of or like close to the end of the olympics next year is it or is it august usually oh, i have a notion um, so you have a lot of people coming up on with that on um you know renewal or whatever and mm-hmm. They suddenly announce, let's pick a number, a thousand euro. Yeah. And they, and they announce five reservation days. And they announced, um, I don't think they're going go back to privilege tickets, but let's say they announce something else that maybe, maybe free entry to the annual pass parties, you know, for, private for, for events the, for the, or private meet and greets with characters in the park. Yeah. Like well, well, gonna, well, they are going to have those. Um, slightly for the current Disneyland Pass. Ever so. Um, in, in, in California, they've got yeah. the Magic Key Lounge, though, and they should have that in Paris, too, for the top tier passes. They have like the Magic Key Lounge is like you can go in and you can get, there's different things. There's like photo pass opportunities, like magic shots. There's a character in there pretty much all the time. It changes all the time who the character is, but it's a, a meet and greet that you can only get as a pass holder. Like, they, if they're gonna be doing that, like hiking up the prices and stuff, they need to be putting in things like that too. That like, well, it'd be very interesting to see exclusive. what happens to the to the annual pass building, the office. That is a big building, 
and it they're is clearly going to use that for the the uh, kind of Disneyland Pass character meets that are happening. Um, did they say it was four times per year, like lasting um lasting four weeks at a time or something, and you could visit the character once during that period? I think they said. <gasps> That's like so stingy and like <laughs> unnecessarily tight. Like, there's no need for that one visit them once. Once it's the draw, weeks. you know what it is though. It's the draw. The like you everything that we complain about Disneyland Paris, you ha- you have to go back into the heads of the finance guys who are, who know that like. 80% plus of annual pass holders are French locals and they want to just get them, get them to take a trip in because, you know, there's going to be either a party or a, a unique character meet and they want to get them to come in so they can, you know, spend all the money and meet a character and then spend more money. Basically that's it. But yeah, there's definitely going to be a, a, another tier for sure. I hope like, so. let's, let's not I forget that, like, so. you know, for, you know, more more than most people is that these passes now are still a little bit more generous than the American passes, aren't they? Mm. 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 No, not really. I, th- I still think that the, ma- the magic keys, certainly the higher tier magic keys are better value than the high, t- the top tier DLP one, because in America, if you've got, a, I can only speak for California, but if you have the top tier magic key, which is the believe key, um, you get six park reservations. And if you have the tier below, you get five. Tier below, you get four. And the bottom tier is three. What's the like, cost of the top tier one? Um, it's it's. I think it's $1,000. Because in my head, I've seen less like, than... Like 1500 for like Florida, I think. F- Florida's Something? dearer, I think, because yeah. they're such a vast, obviously you're huge... Get, yeah, obviously you're getting way more. Um, but... And like I said, though, the Magic Keys have like their own lounge that's open pretty much oh, all they, yeah. the time. With pro- yeah, they they've got the annual pass discounts and things like that as well. Yeah, twenty percent. Okay, so I take it back. <laughs> There's no so... no redeeming features here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like we'll just see how it runs out. Really, um, I think like Disneyland Paris don't want annual pass holders, so they're delighted that people are upset about this, and and it'll just time will heal wounds and they'll find out who wants to spend money and that's it they'll just they want people back who want to spend money that's that's the hard fact what was that what was that quote from i think it was bob chapek said about um, unfavorables 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 that's what they called them yeah annual pass holders during covid they were the the unfavorable spenders or something there was uh, there was definitely people wearing t-shirts with it on like in the conversation that you're you're hearing across social media at the moment you also have to think of what is the person's viewpoint like if you are there's enough of people i know irish people who will have just like stretched a little bit for annual pass and they're not like massively wealthy usually they're in their 20s whatever mm. and early 20s i know what's like you know you pretty much no money <laughs> yeah. and you love disneyland paris and you've stretched to get your annual pass and you stretch to find cheap flights and you stretch to have an annual pass that's flexible enough that you can use cheap flights when you find them. And those people are wiped out. Like, yeah. I'm not naming names here, but like I can think of a lot of Instagram accounts in Ireland of lovely people who are completely wiped out by this, who will not be able to go. Will not will like will, will instead of going maybe twice a year with their annual pass, will be probably going once every two years now, staying on yeah. site or something. Yeah. Um, and there's and there's nothing even like even if I could 
because it took away the friends passes the privilege tickets like i can't even you know help anybody you know like if i'm going over at the same time or whatever and i know that you know some someone who's a huge disneyland paris fan and they're going to be there on the same day i am i would happily buy them a privilege ticket oh um, yeah because they're because they're my friends like you know and, and now i can't so anyway listen we could be here all night giving out about this yeah like, it's 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 terrible it's it's that sums up for me really we've had it really good it's now not very good and disneyland paris just want to make money and it's sad for the friendships End of podcast. I think. you know you know for like it's sad it's sad for the friendships too just as a last point you know when you go to the parks and you know people like us we would arrange park uh trips when we know other friends from all over Europe that we've met through Instagram are all going to be there so we can all meet up and do things together. And I feel like that's, it's going to lose a bit of that now with so many people not renewing. It's going to be really hard to like sync up those like big meetups and stuff. And I know that's not that Disney on Paris do not give them monkeys about that. But like from like personal perspectives of pass holders, that's going to be a big loss, I think. Yeah. For people. Like I think I've never heard uh, more of the names of other parks in in France but also in Europe as I have in the last six months I've seen lots of people say that they're going to book an annual pass pass to Efteling yeah in the Netherlands I like so people seem to be saying they're going to try and look at that as an option yeah um, see my problem is that like you know and I'm probably your problem too like Disney IP has the blinders on me <laughs> yeah same. like I'm not I'm not a huge like theme park person like if if like you're mad into the coasters for example right but like mm. like a dark ride with some random ip in a, in another country like another country or whatever even in ireland has has no real interest to me um but the magic of disney has too strong a hold on on my heart yeah <laughs> and I'm, I'm, you know over the years and it's gonna take they're gonna wretched from my dead hands <laughs> I, I love but the like, coasters but i'm there for many really like yes yes <laughs> Well, the only thing I think the only thing that is going to make Disneyland Paris ever really quake at their boots is going to be if Universal buy uh, Port Aventura in Spain. Oh, yeah, I'd go. You no, know, I would go to Universal. That they have a lot of IP now. I know that most Universals um, have a lot of the Marvel IP, so maybe mm-hmm. I'm a little bit. Um, obviously, Paris they're not going to have any IP Universal. Yeah. Um, Marvel IP. So, but they're gonna have like just so many hits, like Super Mario, Harry uh, Potter, Hog- Harry Potter. Like, look at all the stuff that the Fast and Furious. Like, I know they'd probably be Fast and Furious twenty by the time the park opens. <laughs> Minions um, is massive. Like, so Minions much. is huge. Yeah. So, so they actually Universal are the only are the only people who have IP. Like, I saw Sam for God uh, recently in Park Asterix. And you know, mm. we we had a little bit of Asterix and Obelix growing up, but like nothing like they have in, in the French curriculum of, you know, childhood. <laughs> and yeah. that doesn't connect with me. Like the, the coasters looked amazing and Sam, Jesus, did a great job um showing you how amazing the park was and how good the theming was if you're into that sort of thing. But it's mm-hmm. not my bag at all, really. So Fair Universal enough. could do something for me. Like I've been to, obviously been to the one in, in Florida. Yeah. Um and they've increased the IP recently and they're opening up an epic universe in Florida which is going to be like bigger than the other two parks combined nearly. Yeah. So 
they're the only people and who can rival Disney, really. I definitely recommend them. I like I went to the one in Hollywood there last year. Like obviously a lot smaller than the one in Orlando, but I still thought it was absolutely fantastic. Like the rides were so well done, the theming was fantastic. It really was like on par, you know, it, it or the closest you could get to, yeah. to being as good as Disney. So now a little yeah. asterisk for for Universal is that it is owned by Comcast, and Comcast are like bigger than Disney. Comcast mm. is like a massive company. So unless Disney, if Disney sold to Apple. <laughs> Apple are not a generous company, but if Disney We're not sold to put Apple, that out. well, it's out there already in a lot, a lot of uh, what are we call Twitter these days. X, like X. what's the Twitter sphere? X sphere. I have. I don't think Elon even knows what's going on at the moment. Oh no! <laughs> but no. But I like the Twitter sphere. Let's call it Twitter sphere because that, that's what it yeah. was up to like up to like an hour ago. Um, who knows what's going to happen in next in the next hour? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like. Apple are a good fit. We've said it before on this podcast. Apple are a good fit for Disney. Mm-hmm. And they might, I've seen a lot of people arguing that Disney don't want to get into theme parks, but like Comcast had no intention of getting into theme parks. And Apple loves um, magic. They call themselves a, like I've, I've watched an awful lot of keynotes over the, over the years on iPhones and things. They call it like the, the human arts, where the human arts, um, cross sections with technology and all this stuff all this bs you know like they love themselves but yeah you could so see it working with disney like and like we said apple are first in or disney are first in on the new apple like three and a half thousand dollar headset yeah and bob is sticking around for another three to four years and might just stick around to get it sold it's queer retirement there bob yeah he's retiring for the last 15 years <laughs> Fair play to him. Fair play to him. Fair play. Anyway, I think we should shimmy on. On that bombshell. Yeah, we'll wrap it wrapped up with Daniel Pasting. Like it's gonna play out. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Um keep up to date at Megan Loves Magic at Disneyland Paris Tips <laughs> for Irish. And we'll keep you up to date on any changes to the situation. Because there has been changes since the first announcement was made, just with oh. like little tweaks and things like that. So who knows? Maybe there'll be absolute mutiny at the gates. I know. And in their defense, the one thing in their defense, it was a positive tweak that they did make. Um, so hopefully, hopefully things will progress yeah. and they'll change things as they need to. Fingers crossed. And now on to what is can only be described as a positive story. I had the absolute pleasure of um, being invited to pay money to visit Disneyland Paris <laughs> for Bastille Day. <laughs> And I, I, I always love that people like say, oh, such and such had me. Like, I've never been invited to anything in my life. <laughs> so like when pennies opened and don't jump here, I'd be like, I was like, I had the, the pleasure of inviting myself to the new pennies and don't jump. But so <laughs> um, I went over to Disneyland Paris on Bastille Day. And like, obviously I saw the, the stuff from last year and I had a massive amount of hype um, for it. And I spent, so I met up with Edith, who's at Aegis Gherkin, at mm-hmm. Aegis Gherkin on TikTok and Instagram, etc. Um, lovely. And she's great for her content. So we hung out for a few hours. And then um, I watched the fireworks with, uh, at Disney Paris, Andy and her better half. And like, I, all the time, like, I was hyping him up as well for the the fireworks and like showing him the kind of promotional material that had been released and he was like 
no, they can't do that. Like that's that's it's never going to match that. And they mm. they blew it out of the water. Like I was speaking, I saw Ben Spalding over at the um, producers uh, kind of tent, the production tent or the not tent, little house in front of Casey's yeah. corner there. He was wearing this amazing shirt. Shout out to Ben's shirts recently, like rocking that um, rocking the Hawaiian shirts recently. <laughs> they got Ben and, shirts. Oh man, big time! And I went over and he was. I was like saying to him, "Oh, what can we expect? You know, basically, is it going to just be like last year with a few drones?" And and he gave me a few lines, and he said, "Look at my arms," as he was explaining it. And I was like, "What the hell?" And his arms were goosebumps. Because he was explaining what was going to happen, and that's what it was. That's what it was. Like from the opening moment where you had Lumiere, um, you know, I think we see a lot of Lumiere in dreams and etc. So it was a bit like, okay, here's yeah. Lumiere again, but like, he was completely three D in drones, and I, I can't, I, I don't have a, I don't have a script in front of me here to to find to remember what exactly went on during the whole thing. But what stood yeah. to me was, um. The, the Notre Dame uh, Cathedral being like constructed as some sort of like 3D matrix, like the hall of that Notre Dame Cathedral was mm-hmm. encapsulating the Disneyland Paris castle. And I was just like, I had to like, I put my phone, like I didn't know if my phone was recording this at the time because I was just looking at it going, what the hell is this? Like I thought it was just going to keep growing and getting more detailed. They had mm-hmm. like nearly 1500 drones on the night. And oh, then... Yeah they had a a landscape like side to side from from the square trees all the way over to the other square trees (laughs) or like the tower gate the pink towers and they had like you know a representation of the eiffel tower of moulin rouge and i mean mine's going blank here but like five or six french landmarks and it was just like wow it was just like all all imagination is the only limitation with these guys yeah, for me. it looked super impressive. Really, really impressive. And then they just lit off every single firework they had in storage for the finale. <laughs> and it was like it was like as if they replicated the sun in the sky. It was <laughs> like, like I've just seen Oppen- I've just seen Oppenheimer there yesterday, so like I'm I'm all on like big bangs. But like this was massive. It was the mo- it was the biggest fireworks. Like it wasn't even boom boom. Like they had boom fa- boom as well. Would it be fair to say it was boom 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 boom? Banker boy it style. Was- it was boom, 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 boom. It was, it was wall to wall, boom, boom. Like fabulous. Wall. It was just boom on the roof, boom on the ceiling. That's what <laughs> it was. Um. So yeah, like if you're planning on going at all mid July next year, make sure you get Bastille Day, um, in there. Like, I, you want to be a dedicated DLP fan, like you know, obsessed DLP fan to book a trip just for that night. But if yeah. you're thinking about July, you know, kids on the holidays, et cetera, it's very busy, super busy. Just let's be real. See my yeah. pictures on Instagram. It was wedged from like about 9 p.m. And the show was obviously D-Light starts at 10.45-ish. Yeah. We had like D-Light, then Dreams, then the Bastille Day fireworks. It was an hour of like pretty much like the best nighttime entertainment in any Disney park unreal and it was like what the hell is this like it was just brilliant and that is the dichotomy of disneyland paris that we've spent like 30 minutes going on about how they're screwing us on the park on the annual passes and then this all broke news broke before bastille day and then they go and 
pulled out of the bag. And then you just see the disconnect between the magic makers and the numbers, the, the pen pushers who are making decisions that people hate. And then you have the magic makers who are coming out and like, you know, Ben Spalding's team, the drone team, drone assist, that comp- the French company, the fireworks guys, the D-like guys, you know, like, my God, I was blown away. And I was like walking away. My jaw dropped when all the fireworks went off at the end. I was like, what is that? What just happened? That looked amazing. Five stars. Amazing. 12 and then um, I got five out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of five. I got to see the new Pixar show. Um, I got to see it twice, actually. Everyone who follows me on Instagram will know I had a very dramatic um, journey over to Paris. God love me. So my my flight over, um, oh man, I had a business class flight over because it was the same price as the like budget fare. Oh yeah, a business class flight over to Paris. That was sweet. Um, and then, but it, unfortunately, my business class flight was delayed by like, two hours. Oh. So I cancelled my transfer that I had arranged, and said, right, I'm going to land. I'm going to get the TGV because it's going to be like ten minute trip. I'm going to make my show, and then. Passport control in Charles de Gaulle conspired to screw me again. Mm-hmm. And I didn't make the TGV. So I had to get a Bolt or an Uber. You know, it's, uh, Bolt is like sometimes slightly cheaper because it has like promotional like discounts. Yeah. And my driver did not know the way to Disneyland Paris, like the biggest tourist attraction in Europe. Wonderful. And so he just put Disneyland Paris in on his Bolt app, like his navigation thing. And it took us around the back of Disneyland <gasps> Paris. And I was just like, you're not helping me make it on time, mate. And I showed him. He was, he was driving. like, And I was like, no, no, I want to go in through Five Guys slash Vapiano. Like, and even yeah. like uh, the name of the road, I had it even spelled out to him. And he's like, it's always no, no, the way trust. when you're in a rush. Oh, man. I was like, just tr-, he's like, just, tr- just trust the navigation. And then when this, when this trip ends, you can show me where you want, exactly where you want to go. He brought me, like, I was just seeing the back of Space Mountain. I was seeing the back of Hotel New York. <laughs> and then we pulled into, like, the, the bus depot at the train station. And I was just like, just stop the car and let me get out. And so, I mean, he pay, like, paid, obviously, through credit card or whatever. Like, it wasn't that much. 50 euro for the trip wasn't. It's was actually quite a cheap trip. But I then started running. And then I looked at my watch, and the show was, like, 10 to 4. It was, like, a, this is, like, a preview show. And I know everyone's on the edge of their seat listening to this story now. <laughs> um, I'm but, sweating, thinking about it. Oh, stop the lights. Um, so it was like 15.48. And I was like, right, two minutes to run all the way down to the Studio One Theatre. And I was like, I'm not going to make this. And then I got a DM off a lovely follower of mine called Angela. And she was like, the show is delayed 10 minutes. You can make it. Oh. So I got on that horse and I... <laughs> ran i had to like you know obviously take my time getting through the annual pass checks in front of studios and i ran all the way through studio one and like sweating 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 and i got to the front of the theater and they were surprised that i had a reservation because people had been let in just to kind of fill the theater because there was no shows yeah people had been let in with no reservation so they were like oh you got a reservation i was like yeah yeah yeah, i do and then uh, i got a great seat it's really important for the Together show, by the way, that you get a central seat. I know this makes no sense because it's a big theater, but the side seats, like I would nearly try and go to the next show. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, I'll, I'll explain a bit later. Um, so I got a lovely seat 
um, because you know if you're traveling solo you can take up one one chair and um yeah the show itself i saw it the next day as well with less 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 of a rush i saw the first like official show on the 15th of july as well but the show itself is fantastic like i didn't know what i was expecting i was expecting mostly a screen show but i wasn't i was expecting like characters on the screen but every character is physically there in front of you i love like, that i don't want to spoil too much here um there's very little to spoil really because the plot isn't really the point isn't really like impressive basically this little kid called charlie loses some music pages and the pixar friends spend the next 20 minutes going through different lands and different scenes and scenarios to get all the pages back so it's mickey and the magician but pixar yeah 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 kind of. <laughs> but it's massively it's hugely high-tech so yeah. in the theater like i said months ago um, it's a world-class theater so you have wall-to-wall screens and they use these screens like i've never seen screens used before so they're interactive with the characters like the characters walk on the stage in a kind of a and the characters all turn and then the, the screens like what's on the screen then turns if you get me so it's like 3d mm-hmm. and they use different screens moving in and out like different height screens kind of like uh, some sort of super mario brothers setup whereby like a character will be will be down on the ground and then the screen moves out in front of the character screen goes back and the screen is like a, a tv screen the screen goes back and the character is suddenly up higher and it's the same character and you know i'm trying not to give too much away here but what they've done is incredible and what they've done is very imaginative but because it's hugely high tech the show goes down a lot like i was gonna ask i was been, gonna yeah, ask my my first viewing on the preview day we had two stoppages in the same scene and like obviously you're rooting for the cast members and you're rooting for the performers and when they come back out again um everyone's clapping and like supporting them whatever um on the thing on the second day i had another stoppage it was actually during the same scene um and i I don't know i got a different vibe because it was a different crowd maybe it was like you know like fully public as opposed to just annual pass preview i got the impression that you know people were a bit less um agreeable to like stoppages and that sort of thing so i heard then recently like about three days ago um pixar alien rob Rob. yeah was over there and he had a he had a show completely cancelled yeah and they gave out um premier access passes as a kind of a goodwill gesture but yeah it's massively tech heavy um they already have a planned stoppage in november so it's not going to be i think from like the middle of november check the disneyland paris app but the middle of november up until um i think it's true christmas maybe um, and yeah. the show is not on um and i can see they're going to make some tweaks to make it more reliable because that's just not a good cost like guest experience when shows either stop or have to be cancelled particularly when like obviously you've got kid, loads of kids there so they, they just don't get the high-tech nature of the show and adults too i think there's um if, if you're not a regular guest at disneyland paris and it's like your one time to go your one time to see this show and it goes down i think that there is like a real quality expectation on disney 
And I'm not, it's not the fault of any of the cast members involved in the show, but people do expect the best of the best. So when things do go wrong, people are, I feel like a bit maybe less forgiving at Disney Park than they would be anywhere else to a technical issue. It's like, oh, this should be ironed out now. Like whether that's right or wrong, that's the way people think. Yeah, it's brand new. Like it's a brand new show, so I guess people should know it's a brand new show because they've obviously been hyped up to go see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like I'm trying not to spoil things now, right? Have you been to Dream Factory? Yeah. Oh yes, I love it. Love so it. So think of think of some things that happen in Dream Factory. Mm-hmm. Think of some things that happen in Mickey the Magician, mm. and then um bring it all the way forward to 2023 with screens and things. Fabulous. Also, can I just say, no spoilers here, but we all know that uh, Miguel from Coco was in it. Yeah. And he's just like a superstar. His <laughs> his section of Dream and Shine Brighter is like everything. And his section of Together is everything as well. They just oh, nail it. They just nail it. They absolutely nail it. I feel like Coco's and, been so underused until recently. I feel like that people like the parks as well are suddenly realizing years later, oh, we've got a really, really good film here. Like, absolutely. and they're finally starting to use it. Yeah, well, like even you think about Spanish guests um, in Disneyland Paris, it's the third biggest guest cohort behind yep. French and Brits. So if they just a bit more, like obviously we're getting uh, Casa de Coco. The restaurant, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, full of hype as well. That's hopefully going to be opening by the end of, hopefully by the end of August. Fingers um, crossed. I've seen a few pictures, yeah. So, yeah, like totally, uh, it's a must-see together. Like the song is incredible. A couple of the songs are also incredible within it. And um, some, in true Disneyland Paris fashion, some of the scenes are a little bit of a miss where you're kind of going, Okay, next, please. But then they just like <laughs> absolutely smash it in the next scene. So, yeah, you know, we're all human, all good. It'll all get ironed out, I think. It will, and it, it's on. a it's a fantastic addition to the studios. Love it. Five out of five for me. Five out of five with an asterisk that nothing is perfect. Like if you're gonna <laughs> go if you're gonna go to Disneyland Paris, and you know, I don't rate the Frozen show really. No, me neither. No, I don't like it. But then a lot all. of people love it. A lot of people love it. Like my six-year-old daughter is not mad into Frozen because she's much older now. You know, she's the ripe old age of six. She's too cool for Frozen now. <laughs> oh, way I too understand. cool. Yeah. So I she understand. won't watch the movies really at all. Hmm. But when I told her, "Oh, will we go back and see the Frozen show," and she's like, "Oh yeah, completely." And I was like, "Oh, did you like that show?" Oh yeah, I loved like learning how to dance like Elsa and everything. And oh, okay. so like, I can't. Me and you, we can't transport our heads into. I know the kids are guests as well. I know their parents are paying for them, but like yeah. they're paying guests. So like they should be pandered to a little bit too. So maybe some stuff that doesn't satisfy the likes of us is going to massively satisfy kids. Well, but, I'm happy enough to let the kids have the Frozen show. <laughs> not feel, I don't feel like I'm missing anything by not going. Yeah, well, another year and a bit, year and a half maybe, they'll have a whole land to themselves. With a lake, with a lake around. <laughs> <laughs> so our final topic is one that's very close to home, and yeah. it's Dublin Comic Con. Woohoo! Super excited for this. It's both of our first trip, um, and Megan, you're going to be officially involved with the con itself. Yeah, I'm a, officially an affiliated creator at Dublin Comic Con. So if you're going, you will find me running around with my phone trying to bully people into making TikToks with me. If you come and say hi to me, you will be in my TikToks. 
but it's a really exciting opportunity we have i'm really excited to see you again which is i feel like it's been ages since we've done anything together um we're both going to be there on the sunday it's the 12th and 13th of august so we'll both be there on the 13th we've got an exciting meet and greet are we allowed to say we're going to say what we're doing on the sunday are we going to keep it oh boy (laughs) <laughs> that's a good hint <laughs> that's a good hint yeah that's a really good hint it's a, yeah i'm so excited for this i haven't been to a comic-con in dublin and the, the guys who run this run it really well and mm-hmm. um there's an awful lot of guests really exciting guests we're we're obviously going to see a very exciting disney themed guest hopefully yeah um yeah. a lot of things up in the air with the strikes at the moment the sag afra and uh you know like writer strikes and all that based in the US and uh, there's a lot of things they can't do and can't talk about and can't say but you know we're gonna go make the best of it we're gonna read the rules and stick to the rules and have At a least good I think old time the guests are allowed to be there it's just they're limited on what they can talk about but just got to make the best of things and talk about what we can talk about make the content we can make and I'm still saying it. it'll be a really fun weekend anyway so if you're yeah, at Comic-Con, it, come and say hi to us because we will be around doing fun stuff, talking to everyone as always. And yeah, I think it'll be really good. Yeah, be prepared to be in one or two of Megan's TikToks if you're going to be <laughs> bumping into her. Like definitely, if you guys, if you're going to be there, I know that the people who listen to this podcast are ultra Disneyland Paris and Disney fans. So you're probably going to have an interest in going to the Comic-Con as well. Mm-hmm. And definitely come up and say hello to us. Like, I mean, Megan, you're like an affiliate content creator with Dublin Comic Con, so you're free game to be spoken to. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, like please like, do speak to me. Like I will be not in an obnoxious way, but I will be waving my lanyard around. Like please, someone come and talk to me. So like, yes, please do. Don't feel like you can't come over or that you think that we won't know who you are because I feel like we know we know more people than people think we know. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, we, rec- like we recognize everyone off Instagram, so. I probably gonna have to wear my, my Disneyland Paris Tips for Irish hat though, just to get recognized a little bit. Um, otherwise, no one think, people think I'm some creepy old guy going around the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so super exciting. That's that's only less than three weeks away. Very uh, exciting. I know, so exciting, so exciting. Ready right. Rock. Well, I think we are done with episode five of Irish Ears at Disney Fancast. You can keep up to speed with us both, Stuart at Disneyland Paris Tips for Irish and Megan on Megan Loves Magic Socials. Please send us your feedback on anything you'd like discussed on the podcast. We have a lot of ideas which we hope to get through in the coming months. But for now, we'll say Abianto. See you soon. Bye. Bye.